not adjust your tracking. You are now listening to the VH Saturday podcast. Hello, hello, and welcome to VH Saturday, the show where we discuss these strange, unusual, odd, and obscure VHS tapes that we obtain through thrift, gift, and grift. My name is Henry. And I'm Allison. And this week, we are watching a movie called Frog. It's, uh, where are we, where do we get this? Um, honestly, I don't remember. So we, we go thrifting a lot for tapes. And there was one time recently we went and we got a bunch of tapes. And I actually found this one in my car. I was cleaning out my car the other day. And under the passenger seat, there was like a tape. I was like, what the fuck is this? (laughs) And I pulled this out. (laughs) And I was like, is that Shelly Duvall? (laughs) The Shelly Duvall in the front of it. We didn't realize that we had bought so many things starring... Shelly Duvall. Yeah, she's kind of like the queen of this podcast now. At this point, it, it, it will be. It's We'll see what ends up happening. Apparently, she did a lot of things in the 80s. A lot of things that were direct to video. Yeah, and especially like children's entertainment. So she's always just ripe for making fun of. Absolutely. So this movie caught our eye because the cover is just very strange. It's a... Uh... Some lily pads as a backdrop. And then we have uh, Shelly Duvall, who is the mom. And we have Elliot Gould, who is the dad. And uh, a child who is played by Scott Grimes. Scott Grimes. Who I know best as the voice of Steve Smith on American Dad. I'm a huge American Dad fan. Um, I had no idea. So... First of all, I've never seen this movie. I've never heard of this movie. However, I went onto YouTube and I found it. Someone had uploaded it and I was just reading the comments. I wanted to see what people thought of this movie. And one of the comments was, wow, Scott Grimes looks a lot like Steve Smith from American Dead. I wonder if he was based off of this. And then I was doing some more research and I found out that Scott Grimes is actually the voice of Steve. So, yeah, I think it's safe to say that this character did inspire that character. He's also holding a big ass frog. Yeah. But the thing that mostly caught my eye when we found this tape, I remember where we found it. We found it at Goodwill. Okay. It was one of the first times we went and just got a huge fuck ton of tapes. Um (laughs) And it's just like uh, the day that we just went out, kept went to multiple Goodwills, went thrifting all over the place, just bought so many tapes that when we brought in the pile of tapes, like this one must have fallen out of the bag and we didn't realize that's like yeah. been bouncing around your fucking car for weeks at this point. That's how many tapes we had. We didn't even notice one was missing. Exactly. But uh, what caught my eye is that in the bottom left hand corner, we have this uh, emblem. It looks like uh the, Nint- the Nintendo um, official oh, license yeah. <laughs> <laughs> symbol. Yeah. But it says this version approved by feature films for families. All right. So anyone who's familiar with VHS will probably recognize feature films for families. And a good way that you can recognize their movies are there's generally on the back of the box a parent's guide for family discussion. And there will be a series of questions that, you know, you're supposed to watch this movie with your family 
and then ask them questions. It's supposed to like teach you lessons. So feature films for families is super interesting. Um, they, they put out original content. Uh, their most popular is probably the buttercream gang. A lot of people know that movie. We actually have it. We have not watched it yet. It will be on upcoming episodes. <laughs> yeah, it's we'll, definitely on the, it's definitely on the slate. Yeah, we will talk about it eventually. Um, but it was interesting because the fact that the emblem says this version approved by feature films for families, we were like, what do you mean this version? And we had to look it up. And apparently another thing that feature films for families does is they'll take pre-existing movies and just kind of cut some stuff out. So they did that with space camp is like a really well-known one. They cut out a lot of swearing and stuff. Um, this one cut out only like two minutes it's or two something minutes, like that. Two minutes, which is, you know, not a lot of time. And this is already a short film. This is a made-for-TV movie. Mm-hmm. So it clocks in at underneath an hour. It's at 54 minutes. And so the... I almost said theatrical cut. <laughs> <but> the, <laughs> the televised edit uh was 56 minutes so just shy of an hour it gives you four minutes for fucking commercials makes sense (laughs) yeah uh but here here's the back of the box all right here's what we got not only is arlo a budding teenage genius he's also kind-hearted and honest a promise is a promise and i promise i'll get you kissed he tells gus a talking frog who claims that all he needs is a woman's kiss and poof he'll be turned back into a prince that's they there's a type that should be it capitalized h for the record oh my gosh uh <laughs> in return the affable 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 the affable amphibian vows to get a date for arlo who trips over his tongue whenever he talks to a girl he'd like to date gus does give arlo the confidence to ask Susie to be his science fair partner but arlo's problems are far from over especially after the science fair judges scoff at his conclusions about fraud communication and Gus takes matters into his own hands for web feet by sticking to what they believe in. Susie and Arlo learn a fun yet powerful lesson about keeping their work. They literally just spoiled most of the movie. Yeah, they they spoiled most of the movie. And also like at the back of the box, that's the finale. The, yeah, the screenshot they chose is like the fucking finale. Yeah, the end of the movie ends on like a freeze frame. And it holds for a really awkward amount of time. But one thing I want to mention first is um, saying that this is a made for TV movie. The TV that this was made for was part of a series called Wonderworks that was on PBS. And it was in collaboration with the Walt Disney Company. So um, Wonderworks was in like the 80s, um, early 90s. And uh, they did a lot of stuff like if you're familiar with the Anne of Green Gables and they produced a lot of, um, I don't know, The Little Princess, lots of movies and TV specials and stuff. But this is also, you know, another Shelley Duvall film. This is not just starring Shelley Duvall in a role, but she is the executive producer. Uh, This was put together from her company, Platypus Productions, which we mentioned in one of our earlier episodes with Shelley Duvall's <laughs> fairy tale theater. We didn't realize it until like we were watching it and we saw fairy tale. Uh, no, we saw platypus productions. We're like, wait a fucking minute. Yeah. We're like, where have we heard like, that at before? The, <laughs> at, at the end of the fucking movie, we're watching we're like platypus. Produ- we were like, where have we mentioned this before? 
we went into this pretty much completely blind. I had no idea what to expect. I've never heard about this. Never heard anyone talk about it. But apparently in our research afterwards, there's a decent amount of people that remember this. This was well known enough that it did get a sequel mm-hmm. a number of years later. Yeah. In sometime between I we got conflicting dates between 91 and 93. Mm-hmm. This original film came out in 87. Um Here's here's who's in it, right? We already mentioned Stephen fucking what's his God, Steve damn. Smith. <laughs> his name is Scott Grimes. Scott Grimes. Uh, we already mentioned Scott Grimes. We got L.A. Gould. We got uh, Shelley Duvall, but also Elizabeth Berkeley. Yeah, this is her first starring. Well, not starring. This is her first like film role. Yeah, as, uh, this was before Saved by the Bell, so this was like her first. So the plot is right. We got Arlo. It's such a weird fucking name. Arlo. That's Isn't just, there. A, there's a YouTuber named Arlo and he's like a puppet and he talks about movies, I think, or video games. I, I don't know about that. Yeah, he's like really popular. I've never watched him. There's but. a uh, security camera company called Arlo. <laughs> it's like like one of those like Internet connected security cameras. That's, that's all I kept thinking about is Arlo security cameras. Like what the f- that's like your kid being named Brinks. Brinks. It's all I can think about every time they said Arlo. But uh, I think you have Arlo at your house. What? Yeah, you guys have Arlo cameras. Do we really? Yeah. (laughs) That's really funny. Um, So Arlo is obsessed with reptiles. Uh, Yeah, just really anything. Reptiles, amphibians. He likes turtles, lizards, frogs. Snakes. snakes and he has a snake named henry which i thought was hilarious he's like a green ball python call me a snake <laughs> but uh <laughs> in his garage he's got just tons and tons of these animals which honestly like they're making out that he's like a budding scientist but to me it's like can you take care of all these animals like can you legitimately take care of all of these animals when does it become hoarding Cause he's like fifth fucking teen. Yeah. And his parents. So like his parents are kind of like hippies. Well, like his mom is uh, played by Queen Shelley Duvall herself. She's into this kind of like metaphysical type stuff. Um, We see her laying on the couch reading a book called like Secrets of Palm Reading or something. Now, um, that's what got edited out of the movie. That yeah. We that's so any sort of references to magic. We could just talk about what got cut because. Reading the back of the box already fucking spoiled the most of the movie. Oh, so. yeah. We'll talk about what got cut. Um, The entire backstory of how this guy, <laughs> this prince got turned into a frog. We're watching the movie and we're like, wait, so like, how did he get turned into a frog? Right. I'm taking notes mm-hmm. and I'm like, did I fucking miss something? Yeah. Like, I'm, because I wasn't looking at the screen. I was looking at my, my laptop as I'm like typing away. I'm just listening audibly and looking up. Uh, And then we're getting to the point where like, the story's progressing. I'm like, wait, wait, wait. How's he a fucking frog? Yeah, all he says is, I'm a frog. I have been a frog for 600 years, and I will be a frog for 600 more unless I get a kiss from a woman, a human woman. But a wizard turned him into that. No, a witch. A witch, okay. Yes. And apparently he taught Leonardo da Vinci stuff. Like, Mm -hmm. All sorts of things he takes all this credit for. He knew Albert Einstein. Yeah. Uh, all kinds of 
celebrities of historical nature <laughs> that he had things to do with. He's from Italy. He's an Italian frog, right? Yes. But he somehow ended up in suburban United States mm -hmm. at some point. Like, Oh, because so Arlo first meets the frog when. OK, so the thing that's going on with Arlo is he's really into his animals and that's his thing. He's super nerdy. It's all he can talk about. He's obsessed with it. And so his best friend, what's his best friend's name? Jim? James? Yeah, it was Jim. It was Jim. Jim and James are the same. They, call, they bounce back between Jim and James. So that's the same thing. It's like, you know. Okay. You know. So we open up with Jim and Arlo, or we open up with Arlo and his best friend Jim hanging out in his room. They're looking for his lizard or like his bearded dragon or whatever. I guess she got out. And, um, you know, they're in the garage and they're putting her back in her cage and Jim is kind of like, hey, Arlo, like, I'm kind of into girls now and I want to date and this stuff is nerdy and you're not going to get a girlfriend if you're acting like this. And he's like, I don't know, just kind of, how did Arlo react to that? Was it he, I feel like he was in denial or something. He kind of blew it off, like, that he didn't care like he wanted to date girls but he didn't want to change himself at the same time which is i guess you know that's a kind of a good yeah good thing to mention in a movie as for children and so jim was trying to be supportive and being like come on arlo like let's stop fucking around with all these animals and let's start dating girls and so arlo's like well, I mean, yeah, I'm open to the idea of dating, but there's no way I could get a date myself. Like, can you help me get a date? And he's like, yeah, sure. I'll get you a date if you stop acting like a fucking nerd. So he's like, OK, cool. Um, you know, he puts on a fucking blazer and some sunglasses and he at night at night. It is the 80s. <laughs> but uh... and um, and so Jim was already going on a date with. Elizabeth Kathy, Who's played Elizabeth by Berkeley? Elizabeth Berkeley, and Kathy's friend, Susie. Right. And so um, Susie goes out with Arlo. But on the way to the theater, he Arlo passes by the pet shop that he always gets his reptiles, animal, his reptiles from. And he's strangely drawn to this one frog. And he asks the guy behind the counter, he's like, oh, my God, I need this frog. How much is he? He's like, hmm, $20. And we know that Arlo has $20 because his dad gave it to him to go on a date. Right, because he asked for a raise, not raise, an advance on his allowance. And they're like, oh, what is it this time? Do you need, like, mealworms for your lizards? Is it blah, blah, blah for your snakes? Like, it's actually for a date. He's like, whoa, a date? <laughs> Have a fucking 20. Yeah. Like, his dad is like, you know, sports ball guy. He's always carrying like a bowling ball or a baseball bat or something to really emphasize the fact that he likes sports. sports. And, you know, he even bonds with his friend, with Arlo's friend, Jim. Over football. Over football. While carrying and, like baseball. Stuff. Yeah. And Arlo feels like super like, I want approval from my dad. And his dad's like, you got to date girls, son. That's what makes it, you a man. You gotta was, date girls. That's not how he was. Don't okay. like he like was Elliot fucking Gould. He <laughs> <can't>, like, <laughs> okay. He wasn't like, you know, like a typical, you know, like not gruff, but he's like, you know, he's like, uh, yeah, Arlo, you know, 
get out there. Like you can tell he's exasperated. That's the that's how it is. He's <laughs> They're like, so tired of all of the like they're tired of the in, like they want him to be fucking no- normal. And like at one point, so Shelly Duvall's like, you know, listen, we have a kid who he gets, gets straight, straight A's. A's. He's home by curfew. And he has a future he has planned out. We should be happy for that. Mm-hmm. And his dad's like, yeah, but I just want to be fucking normal. Yeah. Which. That's fair. They're both valid. Like, it's like, you know. He's not going to be socially acclimated. He's going to be a loner. And that can lead into issues, honestly, when you're looking for a career as a scientist. For sure. that That's a thing. You need to be socially available mm-hmm. um but if you don't know how to talk about anything except fucking animals then you can't really relate to people right like most people don't know about this stuff because like when he goes on the date which like um you know skipping ahead a little bit obviously he buys the frog and the guy at the store says oh yeah this frog we just got him in from italy he was like a rare imported italian frog Whatever. So how did he buy a movie ticket if he spent his 20 on the frog? Well, he borrows money from Jim and Jim's already at the end of his rope with Arlo. He's pissed off because, you know, Arlo's gonna fuck up his date because the date's like, you didn't tell me I was going out with Arlo Herpaderp. I don't remember his Anderson, Arlo Anderson. And uh, she's like, you know what? Just just deal with it. It's fine. Like, she's like, it's it's fine. She. Susie, to her credit, is a good sport. She doesn't like Arlo. He's well known in school as just being this awkward nerd. Mm -hmm. And she finds out on this blind date. It's like, really? You're fucking setting me up with Arlo? Fine. Like, she she's a good sport about it. She could have bailed. Mm -hmm. Like, they all walked to this thing. There's nothing like there was obviously the theater was within walking distance. So she really could have like said no and like left well she didn't even like forget when arlo did the uh awkward stretch and arm so around her we need to mention that okay so he bought the frog on his way to the date yes so where's the frog while he's on his date in his fucking jacket pocket and he sees so jim puts his arm around kathy and so arlo's like oh i gotta put my arm around Susie." And when he like leans over to put his arm around her, the frog like jumps out of his pocket and he's like, oh, shit. The frog ends up in the popcorn that Kathy's eating. And um, I think the movie that they went to see was actually called It Came From the Swamp. Yeah. (laughs) So. So she when she heard this frog croaking, they just figured it was from the movie. mm -hmm. That's how that's how they wrote that off. They hand wave it. Yeah. Subtle (laughs) smirt. Mm-hmm. But uh, everybody freaks the fuck out when like the frog gets loose and shit, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, because she finds the frog in the popcorn that she's eating. And so she jumps up and screams. And then the theater staff has to come in and kick him out. Right. And they're were, they were watching a 3D movie. And even the, the ushers were wearing 3D glasses. Yeah. Which, <laughs> why? It's the 80s. It's the fucking 80s. Everyone I mean, just wears 3D glasses. I have a box of about 50 3D glasses. Why? Why do you have that? Listen, I'm a child <laughs> of the 80s. Oh, here we go again. OK, but no, what really is I I needed them need one pair for a picture. And 
it was like three dollars for a box of 50. <laughs> like, I, where am I going to get a pair of 3D glasses for like cheaper than like, you mm-hmm. know, it'd be so awkward trying to find a singular pair of 3D glasses. And at that at, for three dollars, you know, shipped, by the way, three dollars free shipping hmm. for 50. It's like, well, you I don't know how much a singular pair of fucking 3D glasses costs, but if you do 50 pairs divided into $3, it's it's pennies. So I'm not going to complain about that. You could find a copy of Shrek 3D on DVD that came with two pairs of 3D glasses. But this was $4 for this DVD. (laughs) $11.48 on this DVD. Oh, my God. Without free shipping. Damn. <laughs> so. You got to steal. You got to steal. So yeah, 50 pairs of 3D glasses for $3. Mm-hmm. Pennies. It's it's fine. Yeah. And it also. So you still have all of these glasses. Possible. You don't know where they are. I threw out a lot of stuff when I moved. Mm, okay. And that might have been one of those things where I was like. Well, <laughs> <laughs> when the fuck am I going to use this? Yeah, exactly. It's like I I bought these for a picture and uh, I took it <laughs> six years ago. Wow. <laughs> so I think I might I might have tossed them. Yeah. So um, so everyone leaves a the theater. They are all the raging. girls storm off. Yeah, they're mad. And Jim is mad, too. Jim is. No, like, no, no. Jim says I'm not mad. But. It's bas- it's not. I'm not mad. I'm not mad, but we don't have anything in common anymore. Right. And he kind of just like he breaks it off Mm -hmm. with Arlo. He's like, Arlo, look, man. We got nothing in common anymore. Like there's nothing for in this friendship anymore. Yeah. Um, Which sucks. So then Arlo goes home. He goes to bed and he hears singing outside of his window. He's like, what the hell is that? And he gets up and he looks outside and a frog jumps up on his windowsill and starts talking to him. At first, he's like, oh, it's you. He like recognized that was the same fucking frog somehow. And then Mm, the frog starts mm -hmm. talking to him. Right. After he lets him in. Then after that, like he gives the part of the backstory. I'm assuming this is where it gets cut. Explaining a witch turned me into this form and shit blah 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 right mm-hmm. um so then they start talking they go back to school right Susie needs to pass science to become a cheerleader mm-hmm. and she decides to partner up with Arlo because well Arlo asks her because the frog like when they're having their talk on the windowsill Gus the frog says, hey, you just need to be confident. Ask Susie out on a date. And he's like, oh, no way she'll say yes. And he's like, no, just be confident. It'll be fine. So he walks up to Susie and Kathy at school. And, you know, he's stumbling. He's like, oh, I do, did you want to uh, maybe like, uh, and she's like, spit it out, Arlo. And he's like, you want to be my science fair partner? And she's just like, yeah, okay. And so then, like, when he walks away, Kathy's like, why the hell would you say yes? And she's like, look, I got to pass science. I want to be a cheerleader. So we'll get a good grade. So it's fine. So she starts coming over to Arlo's house and he's teaching her 
Originally, it was going to be about blind reptiles. Mm-hmm. And now he has changed his science project to being about how frogs communicate. Uh, not necessarily a montage, but we have a whole lot of fucking nothing happening in the movie in this middle part. But we see them begin to form a bond mm-hmm. through her, like doing things. I don't remember the middle part of this. Well, movie there's at all. a montage where he's trying to get Gus a kiss. So, like, Arlo, oh, he goes to like a kissing booth. Yeah, Arlo promises Gus that he'll get him a kiss. So, like, the first thing that he does is takes him to a kissing booth and tries to trick the lady into kissing him, but that fails. Then his next step is straight up just putting out like a lemonade stand out on his fucking driveway with a sign that says, um, Women, kiss a frog, make. $5 and then $5 is crossed out. It says $10 and then $10 is crossed out. $20 and it's just the sign is covered with. Obviously, he's desperate in raising the price, just trying to get someone to kiss this frog. You could tell, like, a subtle joke with that is you could tell he's at the end of, like, how much money he has because yeah. <laughs> it says $21 and it says 22 and 63 cents. Like, <laughs> like he like he went underneath the couch and started like grabbing whatever change he could fucking scavenge. Yeah, and he, he was gets, desperate. Like, he's but like, no right. one no one took him up on it. There were no girls in the neighborhood desperate for twenty dollars. Twenty dollars, twenty dollars. I know, <laughs> right? Like, okay, if I was walking down the street, you want me to kiss this got frog, a frog for twenty two dollars? Yeah, he's like, kiss the frog and I'll give you twenty bucks. I'd be like, okay, like, all right, all right, I'm fucking broke. It's like, okay, dollars. here's the deal. If I hold my hand out, you put the $22 in my hand, <laughs> hold the frog out, I'm going to kiss it, and I, as I kiss it, I'm going to squeeze that $22. And, uh, you know what I mean? <laughs> that way I'm, that way, I would make sure this random-ass kid's not fucking just... Just joshing you. You're just, just pranking me. Because like, that's some shit I would do. <laughs> 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 and so then he gets so desperate, he asks his mom. He's just like, hey, mom. You remember when you used to give me goodnight kisses? And she's like, oh, you want a goodnight kiss? He's like, well, actually, can you kiss my frog? She's like, uh, you want me to kiss your frog? He's like, yeah, could you do that? And she's like, the fuck? Like, no, I'm not going to kiss your frog. And then leaves. And so he's just like, man, I've tried everything and I can't get anyone to kiss you. But don't worry, it'll happen. So then Susie comes over, um, you know, to talk about the science fair project and gets introduced to all of his animals. He they're hanging out in the garage, which is, you know, his his lab, they call it. They're in his lab and she's totally weirded out by all of the creepy crawly stuff. But she starts to warm up after a while. And That's she's like, probably okay. just all the heating lamps. But oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> I'm really thinking about how hot that garage is going to be. Like, every uh, one of those reptiles is going to need a heating lamp. Oh, yeah. What is their energy bill like? Holy shit. These no are the- wonder his parents want him to stop. Yeah, they're, they're like, like, they're like <laughs> he's milking us dry. <laughs> we can't afford this. We can't put this bill That's like He's like, Dad, can I get an advance on my allowance? He's like, oh, fuck. What is he? You need some fucking mealworms? <laughs> what more do you need now, Arlo? Fuck. <laughs> We've already depleted your college fund. We're riding on this science fair project. We're hoping that you're because <laughs> we had all this money put aside for your college fund. But, you know, maybe you can get scholarships now because you're a fucking budding scientist. Then we don't have to. That would actually work out. Yeah. Think about it. You put all this money into to your kid, but your kid's like 
showing to be like a genius, like, oh, we can put this towards to advance his genius now and he'll get scholarships. It, it would all it would all pay pay off in the end. Yeah. So we see that, like, OK, Arlo, he's got a future. Yeah, he's a nerd, but he's really into his science stuff. He's really good at it. And the science fair project is going to be a hit. So the gist of his science fair project is he's talking about frog communication. He sets up this demonstration where basically he puts these other frogs in a soundproof container with a speaker in it. And he sets up Gus next to a microphone and he says, "Okay, I'm going to show Gus food and then Gus is going to start croaking. And the way that he's croaking is going to make the other frogs come towards the speaker. And that's exactly what happens. Then he's like, "Okay, so now. I'm going to show Gus a snake, which is his natural enemy in the wild. And he's going to start croaking, like, get out of here. And the other frogs are going to hear that and then run away. And they do. So it's just kind of, you know, him demonstrating that, like, frogs have different ways of communicating. And they can signal things to each other. Yeah, the main reason this is a point of contention is that frogs... Are supposed to have very small brains, not really capable of communicating, mm. right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that's what he kind of explains to Susie. So we get that set up earlier. And then when he's demonstrating this in front of the judges, the judges reiterate that back to us. It circles back to like, this is just a trained animal. This is no more mm-hmm. than like a, you know, a dog and pony show. And okay, the science fair pissed me off more than anything else in this right. movie. And I was that was okay up until that point, but this got me fucking mad. So here's what happens. We cut to the science fair and there's these judges coming in, like judging all of the They're science going around. Fair. It's, it's a high school science fair, right? Mm-hmm. You see all those typical high school science fair projects that you would expect, right? Oh, here, like uh, Elizabeth Berkeley and Jim make a volcano. I can name a few. They showed some signs yeah. of the projects, yeah. and I thought some of them were really funny. So mm-hmm. I wrote them down. So um, one is called Our Enemy, the Sun. Yeah, I saw that one. And then another one, Pyramid Power, mm-hmm. which I assume was about that conspiracy theory about the fact that pyramids are actually like energy conductors. Have you heard that? Yes. <laughs> it's a lot of bullshit. <laughs> no, man. It's true. I mean, well, we'll get to some other conspiracy theories later. Oh, <laughs> Gus is a conspiracy theorist. We'll get yeah. to that in a second. Okay. <laughs> so, so the judges are fucking assholes. So, when, but the, so the judges show up and they're like, oh, this is Arlo. He is one of our finest students. Because one, one of the judges is like a known teacher, one of Arlo's teachers. Mm-hmm. And he's like, and they're very excited about Arlo's things because Arlo's apparently a fucking genius. And like, Susie. Very smart of you to partner with Arlo. I didn't think you would took such an interest in science. Yeah, they talk down to Susie quite a lot. They're like, I didn't know you liked science. We get three sciences. We got uh, we got mustache guy. We got balding guy. Mm-hmm. And then we got not Einstein. <laughs> like the old, the he old crazy guy. Like this. It's obviously supposed to be reminiscent of Albert Einstein. Yeah. So... We get mustache guy and balding guy and they start berating Arlo and not even just Arlo. This isn't up to par. Arlo, this doesn't follow the scientific method, which it does, by the way. Uh, 
and they just start ripping into him, like yeah. like tag teaming it. Like one would just go off on this tangent about how this is fucking bullshit, and the other one, one he t- stops to take a breath. The other one steps in, mm-hmm. uh, and he's like, "Never in all my years of scientific academia have I seen such blatant disregard for science." And blah 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 blah. And- it's ridiculous because let's talk about his science project. Like it very clearly demonstrates, like you said, the scientific method. Mm-hmm. It proves a point. It He did experiments and gathered data and all this stuff, but to them, they're like, oh no, that you just trained this frog to do that. Right. There's no way a frog could communicate. But here's what really pissed me off. It was this mustache guy and, and balding guy. After they're done, like making Arlo want to fucking kill himself, basically, because like think about it, this kid's a scientist, right? He prides himself on being into science. Mm-hmm. He puts all his work into this science project, which apparently has a huge amount of like weight within the grading scheme for this class. And then one of your mentors just starts berating you, especially you when down. the other science fair projects are fucking shit. Yeah, like all- we see Jim and Kathy's science experiment, and they do like that, you know old school i need to do a science fair project but don't know what to do like i'm volcano. gonna make a volcano like <laughs> like the most generic bare bones half-assed fucking science fair project you can possibly do right they make a fucking volcano and the judges just you know they roll their eyes a little bit they but then they it. just walk away because it's like uh elizabeth Berry was like don't you just love lava <laughs> i love lava <laughs> and then like and jim like activates the the uh, switch and like jello starts like coming out of the top of the yeah. fucking um, volcano with smoke and like meh. Yeah, they're just like meh and they walk away and then they get to Arlo's and they're like, oh, how dare you? But, but then Einstein guy <laughs> says, Arlo, I find your experiment to be quite ingenious blah 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 i would like to look at your data do you have all your data and they're like yes i can give you my data so einstein guy just waited until his colleagues just destroy this fucking 15 year old yeah and you know who else sat around waiting Susie. well like during the whole demonstration first of all like, before they even start berating him, she's just standing there smiling. Off to the side, too. She's, so, like, three feet away. So, so like, he's... Imagine a folding table, right? And then you have your your display set up, and Arlo is standing on um, one side of the folding table, right, where you'd be d- giving, the, giving it, and then the three are on the other wide side of the folding table. Susie is off on the side. Yeah. Not next to Arlo... Facing the judges. She's literally off on the side. She's literally like socially distanced. From him. <laughs> so and she just stands and smiles. She doesn't contribute. She looks, anything. she just doesn't contribute anything. But at the same time, also, I, I kind of, I don't falter because like she knows that this is the real deal. Cause like she's well, during their montage, Arlo's showing to her. It's like, wow, 
this this works. This is great. We're going to get a good grade. This is real deal shit. But she doesn't quite understand everything that's happening. Right. So, so she's just like letting him take the wheel. Exactly. That's how I feel. Like, okay. like, why would she be stepping in when yeah. he's the fucking genius? Like she came to his house. She helped him run the experiments. That's true. But also, I think that, like, you know, if you're trying to get a good grade, too, like, shouldn't you at least be like, OK, what should I say? You know, or like just pretend like you had some kind of involvement right, right. in it. Like, yeah, during our experiments, I did this while Arlo, you know, just right. do that. But but maybe it's because like Arlo would just talk. Like, I can just imagine someone like Arlo doesn't know how to like work with people. Mm. So he would just steamroll over that entire conversation anyway. Yeah, that's fair. That's that's kind of what I kind of pick up as a personality trait from him. So like, you know, Susie's fine, but I did get kind of upset when they were just reaming the shit out of yeah. him and she didn't say anything. I was like, I would be shocked. Like, like, oh, like imagine going, dude, I'm getting a fucking A plus in science because I teamed up with the fucking genius and he showed me this kick ass project. And then all of a sudden, two teachers just start laying into him and you're like, what have I done? Oh, fuck. Oh. I can imagine that being my reaction if I was interested. Like, like, what are you going to say? Like, mm-hmm. you know, especially because, like I said, these two teachers, there was no time for Arlo to have any sort of. No, that's not what this is. It's it's one would be bitching him at him and then tag team. The other one steps in. Starts going at him. When he stops, the other one comes back in. It was nonstop berating. It was brutal. And so, like, she couldn't even get a word in edgewise if she wanted to. I don't think she really could have without, you know. Which which is also, why the fuck did Einstein guy not step in? Like, whoa, guys, I don't agree with your your view of this at all. Yeah. So anyway. Well, there is someone who stands up for Arlo. And that is good guy Gus. So Gus, he says like, oh, yeah, you think this isn't a good project? Well, I'll show you. And he hops away and he finds his way into, you know, the principal's office or wherever the intercom speaker is. And he starts singing. So when I was looking at the YouTube comments for this movie, a lot of like When I was looking at the YouTube comments for this movie, a thing that I noticed a lot of people mention is they remember this scene and they were looking everywhere trying to find out what fucking movie this scene was from. (laughs) And then, you know, whenever this person uploaded it to YouTube, they found it and they were like, oh, my God, this is it. I've been looking for this for this. That's more scene forever. So Gus starts singing that's Amore over the intercom. And this makes all of the other frogs in like a biblical plague rain down upon the people. There's frogs everywhere invading the school and people get freaked out and they run away. And so the science fair gets canceled. Science fair gets canceled. Like it just, it causes the entire like, I don't, was it the lunchroom? Was it the gymnasium? The auditorium? Whatever fucking room it is in the school, it's literally just disheveled at that point. There's there's like science fair signs are like falling off the walls now, which I don't know how that happened. Like it was like a banner that was like hella high. And then like 
the the trophy, the Einstein trophy he would have won is also like knocked onto the ground. But this is when we find out. Gus is a flat earther. <laughs> like me. And I've been much help, no? Well, I haven't been much help getting you kissed either. You did prove my hypothesis. I don't care what those scientists say. You're right. What do they know? I met Galileo once. No one believed him. The world of flat. Uh, Gus, the world's round. What? I no believe it. So then after Gus and Arlo basically break up with each other and we see the most amusing thing of the entire fucking film. We had to show Gus being sad. So how do we show Gus being sad? We, we got to make this frog fucking cry. <laughs> so <laughs> so they, they, they show a close up of this fucking frog. I think he's a bullfrog. Is that what I think said? so. It's like a bullfrog. It's a fat ass fucking frog. And of course, frogs can't actually cry. And they're already kind of just moist all the time. <laughs> <laughs> and they lick their own eyeballs, like keep them moist. Oh, so like they moist. can't. <laughs> They can't make this frog actually like emote. His eyes can't water. They're already just watery all the fucking time. So they had some intern, I'm assuming, with a like a water droplet, like this little eyedropper of water go and like strategically place this large drop of water underneath this frog's eye. And uh, they show... Arlo and Gus go their separate ways. This is what it sounds like <laughs> when frogs cry. Bam, bam, bam. <laughs> so we died. We laughed so fucking hard when we saw that. Then uh, how, how does Susie and Arlo, does, does Susie show up at Arlo's house? Let's see. Gus cries frog tears. Right. So all I have is uh, all of my, I have in my fucking notes that Susie and Arlo are talking and it's like late at night. I can't remember if it's his house or her house. Yeah, but one, one of shows them shows up at somebody else's house. Yeah. I think Susie went to Arlo's house and was like, dude, that's fucked up what happened. And it was very mature conversation that they had that Arlo was like, you know, that hurt my feelings. And she was like, I'm sorry. And they seem to make up and then they're just, you know, walking and talking. And when everything seems to be going well, Arlo decides this is a perfect time to mention the fact that his frog can talk. That And she's like, well, yeah, like with all their frogs, that was the entire fucking experiment. Yeah, like they communicate. Yeah, I got the point. And he's like, no, like, like human talk. She's like, like English? (laughs) He's like, well, Italian, but this English is pretty good, too. And, like, I was about to make that fucking joke as soon yeah. as that happened. Like, but, yeah, there it already was. And and Susie, the good sport that she, she is. She explains the whole thing. Like, he's got to kiss uh, a woman to turn into a human again. And she's like, I'll fucking do it. Yeah, like, let's go find him. So it's nighttime and they go back to the pond. And they're avoiding the, I don't know, pond police who are just dumping buckets of these frogs back into the pond. Yeah, they they mentioned 
they they kind of just wrote it off like they were laughing about it. Like I'm pretty sure that's gonna fuck up the ecosystem. Unless that's where they all came from. Yeah, they but... they all, had to all come from somewhere localized. It's not like Gus is a frog. He's not a wizard anymore. He can't materialize fucking frogs that come from nowhere. And it's not like a real biblical plague. It's just he's singing that amore. And frogs just happen to really like that song. So it, they come to, <laughs> I mean, myself too. Like if I hear some some guy singing that, I, mean, I, just, I just can't help it. I'm just drawn. <laughs> this is true. <laughs> just stop whatever the fuck I'm doing. I just, <laughs> like a zombie, start heading towards that sound. It's my main weakness. So That and cheap DVDs. <laughs> so... They go back to the pond, and then when the pond police dump off their last bucket of frogs, they decide to run into the water and just start picking up frogs until they find well, the right they're, they're, look, they're saying, Gus, Gus. They're trying to be quiet because they don't they're want to like alert. They're like whispering Gus, and then they start grabbing frogs, checking for it. And they're like, how do you know which one's which? He's like, Gus has got this, like, smile. And she's like, okay. And she starts grabbing frogs like, do you have a smile or is that a frown? Fuck it. And she starts just kissing frogs. She picks up a frog, kisses it, throws it in the water, like rapid speed. She's just picking up frogs one after another. She doesn't have to kiss all of them. I think you can get some of them all this way. Can you? I mean, they gotta have... You can get high as fuck, depending on the type of frog. (laughs) You can also die. (laughs) But, like... Susie's a gambling woman. So she's just like, here's what I don't get. If he can hear Gus, right? Instead of just going, Gus, Gus, why not? Gus, Susie's gonna fucking kiss you. You can turn back to fucking human. Where the fuck are you, Gus? Gus. Like, I know, I get they're trying to, like, stay quiet so the Bond police don't catch him. But instead of just whispering, Gus, Gus, because what if Gus hears him and he's like, bro, I... We're not talking anymore. Yeah. You know what I mean? <laughs> I like, guys were like, you know, that would be like. I my, blocked your ass. It's like, dude, we, we were not me. talking anymore. You but, made me cry frog tears and now you come running back. <laughs> like three hours later. But no. Like, With your new girlfriend. Yeah, right? <laughs> like, you throw it out there. Gus, Susie wants to kiss you so you can turn back to a human. Gus would be like, ribbit, ribbit, where the fuck are you? Like, <laughs> you know, if that was a frog and I went back to the pond, I would just try and be going about, about my business, especially if. This dude's like, Gus, I'm like, dude, I don't want to talk. Like, I'm 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 reeling here. I was trying to have you help me find a person to get me fucking kissed to turn back a human. Mm-hmm. But if you come back, Gus, Gus, I got a person to kiss you. You know what I mean? Absolutely. But no, they're not that smart, even though he's a fucking genius. <laughs> so then the palm police like catch him and mm-hmm. they bring him back to Arlo's house. Yeah. But when they get into the back of the cop car, they have their first kiss. They like Arlo and Susie kiss because they they had this bonding moment and they couldn't find. Well, Arlo was super fucking. Did they find Gus at that point? No. Well, mm? yes, yes. No, yo, they do. Before they get caught, they find find him, but they drop him and then they... she kisses him. That's how he turns back into the prince. She kisses him right before they get arrested. Right. Mm-hmm. They find because our uh, uh, they don't really get arrested right. because they just live in like, you know, a 
white community where it's, the it's like cops when, it's, are looking out for them. It's like when I got arrested for graffiti. Yeah, it's the they're deal. just like, we're not arresting you. We're just going to take, take you, you home, home to your parents and they can deal with you. But like before that happens, the last frog she grabs because Gus finds, hears him and he's like, He's like, Arlo, I'm here. I'm here. I don't know why I'm giving him like a Hispanic accent. No, that's exactly how he talks. He sounds, yeah, he sounds like an Italian. He's like, Arlo, Hispanic. I am here. It's, it's a shitty fucking accent. It's like, he doesn't sound Italian. I think that's how the actor, or well, he's a singer, actually. That's how he really talks. And that's very unfortunate. <laughs> he's got an unfortunate voice. But anyway, so... The last one they grab turns like because he's like, I'm here, I'm here. And he like comes up to him and they grab him. She kisses him. And the cops are like, hey, we got to get you two fuckers home. You're not supposed to be in the fucking pond, you fucking piece of shit. And like, so they throw him in the back of the fucking paddy wagon and uh, <laughs> and they keys. <laughs> but then. So they have their moment. They kiss. That's going to be gross as fuck because her mouth is just covered in. Oh, she's been kissing frogs. All these frogs. Arlo's like, probably into it. In this, like, Let's be honest. This like pond swamp. It's got, like <laughs> just swampy fucking like. Gross. Like, yeah. <laughs> fucking nasty. Anyway, <laughs> then as they're, they're driving off that beat, you know, they've been arrested of sorts. Uh, we see a bunch of bubbles. We come back to the pond. And we see all these like air bubbles coming up. Right, because that's yeah, that's because Gus turning. is turning back into a prince. But my thing is, like, they dropped them. How deep is this pond? Well, they were wading about between ankle and knee deep, so it wasn't that deep. But like, I wish they could have just like you know shown Gus come out of the water because the way that they cut is that there's just <laughs> bubbles under the water and no one comes out. But I'm like. Did he fucking drown? Like, he's yeah. like, I haven't swam in 600 exactly. years. I was like, I forgot to do this. <laughs> I was like, oh my God, someone's saying. I'm used to being an amphibian. Someone call the pond police. <laughs> this is what we need them. No, they're being, they're busy. They're occupied taking Arlo back to his parents' house. No, Defund the pond police. So, then Arlo is taken back to his house with Susie mm -hmm. and they're like being pretty rough with him. They're like holding him by his like shoulder and they're like toss him around like get over get back on the fucking porch and they like knock on the door and the, the dad's like Arlo and, like, and the cop's like these two hoodlums these or don't you do delinquents delinquents these two delinquents do you know what they were doing out there he's like delinquent this is my son and he's a fucking scientist you fuck yeah and, so, like, and he just like brings him inside and slams the door in the face of the pond come place. back with a warrant <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so you know inside the house we have not only all of the judges from the science fair oh we saw we saw the judges show up actually we, there was a scene where we saw them go to the house before uh, we found before they found Gus during that entire bit where they were like looking for the frog. There was a cutaway where we saw the scientists uh, judges go to the house. Oh they, were, they were got they were let in. It was like seriously like I a, must have blinked and missed it's it. seriously like a 10 second clip. It shows them like coming up the driveway and then like them knocking on the door and then, you okay, know, dad but, opening it. And that's but it. They don't explain how Jim got there. Right. Kathy got there. Jim and Kathy. They're all, you know, uh, but here's where when we said this. I said, you know, they were out late. 
the judges came by and they're like, we are some of Arlo's teachers. We're here to give him the motherfucking Albert Einstein Award for such a kick ass science fair project that he and Susie did making frogs fucking talk. Which they suddenly just realized. Well, because uh, Einstein guy was like, no, this sounds great. Arlo, give me your data set and I'm going to review it. Oh, I see. And then he told them, we are going to discuss this. He told them that because like, that's why I was saying, why didn't fucking Einstein judge say that when they were like ripping into him, like, this sounds fine to me as another scientist. Yeah, they could have saved that kid a whole bunch of trauma. Right? They, they could have just been like, you know, but we needed plot progression. <laughs> <laughs> that's, that's why. Right. So so they peer reviewed the data and they're like, you know what? According to the data, now they're actually looking at the data and analyzing it. It's legit. It seemed, it's, it's all checking out. Because they he didn't show him the data during the thing. He was just giving a presentation and talking about, you know, uh, I made this frog talk. I calculate how dog uh, frogs talk. And that's all he was doing. He didn't explain how he can prove it, which is why they're like, method. But like science, but Einstein doctor was like, no, this seems fine. Let me review it to make sure it all checks out. And then balding scientist and bearded scientist were like this this checks out so he come back to his place to apologize and give them the award but he wasn't in his fucking room so i'm sure his parents were like huh well let's see if he's at jim's house his best friend he they probably don't know that him and jimmy aren't talking anymore Hmm. What so, if they just like assumed he was out with Susie somewhere, like on a date or something? I don't know. Because like they never explain. I'm just thinking of this, like, you know, all of these people are at Arlo's house wanting to speak to him, and he's not there. He's like a 15 year old kid. Well, I'm sure his parents assumed he was with Susie, but I'm sure at first the first guess would be, oh, let's check with his best friend. Mm. And his best friend was like, no. Arlo's not over here. Why? Oh, well, he's winning the fucking award for the science fair. The, the teachers are all here. They're about to give it to him. Oh, dude, that's great. I'll, I want to see my friend get this prestigious mm. award. I probably live down the fucking street. You know what would be great? If, like, they showed that. Yeah. That would be cool, because right now we're just hypothesizing, like, ways it would make sense. I'm, and, I'm like, just speaking as someone that, like, you know, I would just disappear. My parents would, like, call Charlie. Okay. And they'd be like... Because this was before cell phones. Before so. cell phones, they'd be like... So, like, my parents knew... It was a different time, folks. You it were was able 1987. To be out, you were able to be out past dark and... No, you can't, because you get fucking arrested by the palm police. <laughs> <laughs> so, so... If you don't get caught. So... I'm just thinking, like, as a 15-year-old, as a kid, like, oh, my kid's not home? Well, he's he's probably at his best friend's house. I'm assuming, like I said, lives down the street, called Jimmy, but Jimmy's hanging out with Kathy, and they're like, nah, why? Yeah, you know what? That makes sense. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So then it's like, oh, yeah, he's about to, whenever, whenever Jimmy gets, oh, uh, not Jimmy, whenever Arlo gets home, we're going to give him this fucking award. Oh, you know what? I want, I want to be there with that, especially because he knows that Susie who is Kathy's best friend is also going to be part of this award because that was her project too. So of course, if they're, if they're dating and they're his best friend and that's her best friend, and they're both about to, they know they're going to win this award. Yeah, 
Okay, fucking come on. So that's all well and good. But the fact that they get dropped off at the house by the cops and his parents aren't even the least bit alarmed or have questions that's what doesn't or make sense. anything. Like, even if everything you've explained is true, yeah. the fact that they assume that, you know, Arlo's probably just out doing something not bad and then he shows up getting dropped off by the fucking police... Like, I know that my parents would not have had that reaction. They'd right. probably be like, what the fuck did you do? Right. That's the part that doesn't make everything else. I feel like I like, just said uh, makes sense. As oh, you can explain it. Yeah. But that that like, part. I'm does, sorry. There's no explanation. For, for Google to be like, 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 this isn't a delinquent. This is my son. And he's a fucking scientist. He didn't even ask, like, what they got in trouble for or anything. Yeah, He's like, do you know what these delinquents are doing? Delinquent? Fuck you. Yeah, it's just like <laughs> drags him inside and shuts the door and is like, you won the award. Congratulations. And I'm like, what the fuck? and then everybody stood up and clapped. <laughs> and so, so that's basically what ends up happening there. They get the award. Everyone literally just claps. And then we cut to, uh, you know, I, I feel like two of the fucking judges have their like, you know, certifications revoked. Like as scientists. Like, <laughs> like, no, they're hack frauds. They're hack. I literally put. Two of the judges are fucking hack frauds that should have their shit revoked. <laughs> That's what my notes literally say. They're hack frauds, dude. So, they are a stain on the scientific community. They are a charlatan. <laughs> they're a pair of charlatans. Yeah, fuck those guys. So, And they're mean to kids. <laughs> like the one kid who's into science. No other kid in that fucking room was excited about the science fair. Right, and they, like, imagine like the one student, they're like, this is one of our greatest students. And then like, he makes one thing you don't agree with. And you're like, fuck you. Like, doesn't make sense. They were sense. so mean. Like, is the standard for Arlo that fucking high? It must like, be. It's like, it's like, Arlo, this is such a step down from your work. What the fuck were you on? That's what kind of what he said. Like, he's just like, he should have stuck with the blind reptiles and walked away. And it was like, wow. Like, how is this experiment any? I don't know. I'm so they to celebrate Arlo winning this award. Susie goes on a date with him and his, with his family. His parents take them both out to a fancy Italian restaurant. And you can see where this is going. They're slurping spaghetti when all of a sudden we hear that's amore by Dean Martin being sung by a person on stage who sounds just from, like us. And he says, this is a song about love. It means a lot. There's a lot of people with love here. There's a lot of love in the air. The song about fucking love. And about starts, two special people who are in love. And he starts singing it and then they look and then we get a freeze frame of the fucking ending. Special song for two very special people. In Napoli, where love she's a king, when boy meets girl, here's what they say. When the moon hits your right like a big pizza pie, that's amore. When the world seems to shine like you've had too much. Here's my question. There's a lot of flaws here. So that's the end of the movie. Mm hmm. And one can only 
Arlo, hear Gus. So this is where shit gets complicated. So we know that Gus is singing over the intercom at the school. Right. And this causes all the frogs to come and mess everything up. So if- are, is everyone hearing the singing or are they just does it just sound like frog croaks yeah, to them? Right. We don't know. Because if it's if he just hears if he if everyone can hear him singing over the intercom, why during the the beatdown during his presentation didn't Gus just go, hey, what's up, motherfuckers? I'm the talking frog. You know, why didn't he just step in like, whoa, we can actually hear him. If it is a situation, which I do feel it is, uh, where only Gus can communicate with Arlo and you just hear because at the beginning he's like, why did you choose me? Mm-hmm. So like Gus can choose who can hear him at that point. Why didn't you just choose for the fucking uh, scientists to hear him? If he could choose who can hear him, why not choose everybody? They don't explain the logic. So this is what's really funny is like, you know, a lot of the stuff about witchcraft and whatever, which is the whole premise of like how his curse came about and whatever. That's all cut out from the version that we watched. And the version that's on YouTube is this same one that we have. So we have no clue what the actual, you know, fucking release the Wonderworks cut. <laughs> we want to see the Wonderworks cut. but. They do also have the sequel on YouTube. We didn't watch the whole thing start to finish. We kind of just skimmed through to see what it was about. And they actually show the witch. Right. And they talk with her and he gets turned into a frog again. And then Arlo gets turned into a frog. The sequel is a fucking mess. It's twice as long. Yeah. It's two hours almost. Yeah. And because now we're 40 Mm -hmm. and some change. And they got all the same actors and actresses. Except it's like five years later. Yeah. So Scott Grimes is like 22. They filmed this. This original was filmed in 86. So it came out in 87. And this sequel was between 91 and 93. I got conflicting dates. Either way, that's enough time for a teenager to turn to a goddamn full grown adult. Yeah. Like. It'd be he one- went from not being able to drive to being able to legally purchase alcohol. Right. And so it's one thing if you have young looking 20 somethings and you're like, you're going to play a 15 year old. And then, you know, five years later, like you're going to play this 15 year old as a 17 year old. Now, it's it makes sense because you stop aging ish. You know, your aging rate slows down in your 20s mm-hmm. as least at least how you're physically aging. But if you have a real legit teenager and you're going to have them play a teenager again, but seven years later, he looks like an adult. Yes. He straight up. Lo- they all look like adults and they're supposed to be playing. This is the same school year. Mm-hmm. It's like later in the school year, but like Arlo's cool now. And he's yeah, he's, he's giving up for, all, the, all the science stuff. He doesn't do it. anymore. Yeah, he's running for king of the spring fling. Right. He doesn't wear his glasses anymore because that's how you know he's cool. Yeah. And he has a Letterman jacket. Arlo tries to find the witch who lives 
where he lives coincidentally instead of Italy. It just yeah, nothing makes any sense. It I don't know. I did not like the sequel as much as I liked. We watched one. it by by using YouTube's uh, skip fifteen seconds ahead function. Yeah, and put repeatedly. it on like two times speed. <laughs> and we were just repeatedly just mashing forward, like mash forward, see what's going on. Mash forward for another fifteen seconds, and we just skip through the movie like that because. It just looked like a mess. It looks even more like a TV movie than yeah, this one does. Totally. But stepping back to this one, I have one more question. How did. How did Gus get the gig at the Italian restaurant within hours of him emerging from this pond? I'm assuming as a naked person because like, <laughs> he's a fucking frog that he steps out of this pond. I'm assuming he would have gotten arrested really by the pond police. Oh, yeah. Streaking like you have public. naked men swimming in the pond that that children and were just in. Frequent yeah, because um, another, you know, plot point that we didn't mention about frogs the sequel. Exclamation point, frogs, exclamation point, which is the sequel. They did it Not basically to be confused with frogs, the horror movie from 1972. <laughs> but they did. What's amusing to me is like, it's not frog and like frog two or frog part two. They did. They took a note out of uh, alien. <laughs> <laughs> and you have alien and aliens. Frog so and frogs. It's excuse me, frogs and frogs. <laughs> so, so. Again, we didn't really pay full attention, so like, I fucking we just hated got the this second movie. That's the second movie just seems like a fucking shit show. Yeah, like, the characters are all different. It's just and the stupidest. The timeline thing. is off. Like, yeah, it's like it makes no fucking sense. Think about like, the first movie, Frog. The entire lesson that you learn in Frog is that be yourself, be confident, and people will like you for that. Mm -hmm. Like. Susie was not into the whole science. frog thing, right. the science thing. She was not into it, but she learned to like it. And that was something that they did together was like they were interested in science together. And, you know, the movie ends with them. You assume things are going well and then they're still together in the sequel. But then this nerdy girl comes in and you can tell that Arlo's kind of like, falling for her and it's weird but you know because then like also in the sequel Susie is a cheerleader we see her in her cheerleader uniform when we heard her say in the first movie she's like you know what? I don't even want to be a cheerleader well she said that when she thought she was going to fail science so she was like you know what I didn't really want to be a cheerleader anyway she was she was right she wanted to pass science needed to pass science because she wanted to be a cheerleader and then she thought that she failed science because the Teachers ripped oh, into her. Okay. And so she's like, you know what? I want to be a cheerleader anyway. Mm, sour it's, grapes. It's like, you know, she was she was saying that to uh, to Arlo. And maybe because she was trying to make Arlo not feel bad because Arlo knew because he was like, why did you, you know, use me? And she's like, I wanted to be a cheerleader. So I needed to pass science. And she's like, you know, Arlo, I didn't want like, I don't care that I'm not going to make the cheerleading team now. That's what it was. Okay. That yeah. Okay. So um so then she passed science. She's like, fuck yeah, cheerleader. Yeah. And um, I don't know, uh whatever. And I guess it's trying to teach the same lesson, but I don't know. It felt a lot more like Frog is a pretty wholesome movie. It's very wholesome. I can see why 
feature films for families would pick this up, you know, and just cut out some things that aren't even that bad. But like the second movie has this kind of the like the qualities of the characters are pretty I would say like not good qualities like they're chasing a very vain kind of goal that like oh they want to win a popularity contest essentially and he's not sticking to any of his old hobbies because he's trying to win this contest and Arlo is just conforming and I mean I know that like at the end he goes with the girl who's into the stuff that he's into, but it just makes it feel like the whole movie's pointless because we learned the lesson in the first one. So why did we need to go through this whole like character arc of like, he's fallen off the science, but he wins at that. So the second movie is just pointless. It's not as good. It's much more made for TV, whatever. Um, So frog. I'm still fixated on how did Gus get a job working at the Italian restaurant within hours of turning back into a human and finding a lounge suit. It's not every day in Italian. I assume this Italian restaurant he works at is owned by white people, just judging on the community that he lives in, like American white people. So maybe like Gus was the first Italian guy that they saw. And he's like, I want this thing into a restaurant. And they're like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay, great. Make it feel more authentic, you know? So the back of the VHS tape has a list of five questions listed under parents guide for family discussion. And every um, feature films for families tape has this on the back. Question one. Each one of us is unique, said Arlo's mom, with our very own personality. Why is it important to remember that? Uh, I assume because something about God made us in his image. (laughs) Right. One thing we didn't touch on earlier is that feature films for family is from Utah. It's ran by Mormons. The videos they put out are not overtly Christian. It says strengthening traditional values through entertainment. They were they were very wise in that they were not overtly Christian. They were never actually about Jesus or anything like that. They actually have a disclaimer on their website. Okay, so there's a link to their website on the back of the tape. It's uh, familytv.com. If you go to familytv.com right now, it's not going to show up. There's no website anymore. However... Wayback Machine has many snapshots of the site because it existed literally 1998 to like 2018 or so, 2019. Um, The site just shut down. Um, Shit's crazy. They had a streaming service, whatever. But the website, through all of its iterations, had this disclaimer on it that said, we're not associated with any religious affiliation or anything like that. They do not claim to be Christian or Mormon or anything. They just use the phrase traditional values. They are incredibly popular with uh, the Christian communities, though. For sure. Very, very popular. Yeah. So, you know, it's just traditional values. It's just a code word for, you know, Judeo-Christian values, pretty much. But each one of us is unique. Uh, why is it important to remember that? 
I don't know. I feel like that kind of speaks for itself. Yeah, just, you know. Everyone brings something different to the table, and that's cool. The first sentence explains why is it important to remember that each one of us is fucking unique. Yeah. I think the point that they're trying to make, like, with the tape is that, you know, if you're really into science, that's okay. You don't have to conform. (laughs) So, question two. When talking about fraud communication, Arla said people always under, underestimate things they don't understand. What do you think he meant? It's also self-explanatory. You know what? This reminds me of like, do you ever have assignments in school where they ask questions like this and you know that the question, like the teacher made you answer that question just as like a, yeah, I'm technically making my students do homework. But you being an intelligent child, you read that and you're like, there's no way I can answer this. Like, it's it's just self-explanatory. You just took a statement and put a question mark at the end of it and you're making me write some <laughs> bullshit. People always underestimate things they don't understand. What do you think he meant? He meant people always underestimate things they don't fucking understand. Yeah, like, what is there even to say about How can that? I elaborate on that further? <laughs> uh if they don't under, underestimate it, they don't know how deep it can go because they, they don't know about it. Literally, the whole point is that they cannot properly estimate it. Because they, they, don't, they understand don't understand it. it. Like, the fuck? <laughs> it's just a filler question. It's, it's just bullshit. It's, Moving on. Question three. Gus helped Arlo gain the confidence to talk to Susie. How does confidence help you do th- See, that's fucking Christ. At least that's a question. No, that's not. (laughs) Why? That's what confidence is. How does confidence help you do things? You have the confidence (laughs) to do them. You're able to do it because you have the confidence. If you didn't have confidence, you wouldn't do it. The ability to do things (laughs) is because you have the confidence to do it. How does confidence help you do things? Confidence is literally the fucking word we use to describe our ability to do things. Oh my god. (laughs) Please tell me the next question I can answer, please. Arlo didn't hold a grudge against Susie when he found out she only agreed to be his science fair partner to get a better grade. Why is it bad to hold grudges? Something, something, turn the other cheek. Something, something, right? That's the answer you want feature films for families? That's what they would probably want. Is that what you want me to say? (laughs) Reality is like, one, it would eat away at you. Two, it's like, at the same time, can you blame her? Like, I would need a better grade. Smartest guy in the fucking class is, hey, would you like to be my partner? Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah, he, he asked her. It's not like she was not predatory in this situation. Right, exactly. She was presented with an opportunity mm-hmm. and she found a way to make it work out in her favor. Right. It's not she could have easily been shallow and just been like, no. No, not after that frog situation. Yeah. Or, you know, not showed up at this fucking house and tried to make any sort of effort to go to help out with the experiment. Mm-hmm. And instead of being like, so Arlo. I know that you like me. I'll go out with you again if you just throw my name on this assignment. You know, there's all these kind of. How many times have you been in a group assignment where like they wouldn't even show up? 
to any of like the meetings or I am the person that always takes the fucking point with being in a group assignment. That is the person I am because I don't like relying on other people because I have learned I cannot rely on other people. Now, how at the same time, when I was working on the last math class I needed for my associate's degree, it was in a statistics class and we had to do group projects. And one of my classmates said, I already have a data set that I want to use for this group project. So I've already gathered most of the data. I already have a hypothesis. If you want to be in my group, uh, by all means. And he was also a computer science major. So uh, going to cybersecurity. And so uh, I was like, hey, can I be in your group then? And he's like, yeah. So I asked my teacher, I was like, can I be in his group? She's like, sure. Like she, she even put it out there because he, he said it openly to the class like, hey, because we need like four people in our group. And this is the beginning of our quarter after like the first couple of classes. They put us together in groups. That was going to be your group for the rest of the quarter that you're going to end up doing your final project with. And at the beginning of the like this, like third, fourth class, he's like, I have a data set. I already have a hypothesis. You know, most part of the project's already done. If you want to be on my my team, we we needed to be in a team of four. And if someone's going to say, I already have half the project done. I'm not going to be like, no, I want to do my own. fucking No, I was like, yeah, dude, got you. I think it's the classic dichotomy of book smart versus street smart. Arlo is book smart and Susie is street smart. Like, like I said, she wasn't predatory in this at all right he asked her and she's like i i i'm struggling in science you're the smartest fucking kid in the class and it's not like he said you have to date me like right. you have to go on dates with me to be able to piggyback off my science experiment or anything he just wanted to spend more time with her he just asked do you want to be my science fair partner and she said yes there was no romantic obligation whatsoever. Right. So Susie did nothing wrong. And he didn't make any kind of like weird move on her. Like it wasn't predatory on his behalf either. Like mm-hmm. I'm going to invite her over to be my science project partner. And then I'm going to make a move on her. Mm-hmm. No. She came over and it was all work. There was, you know, they came over, they talked science. And because of that, I would imagine in reality, if like, Somebody that you knew was crushing on you and they you went on date anyway. It ended f- with that fucking fiasco. He asked me your science fair project and he doesn't show a romantic interest still. Right. He was professional with it. And that allowed this to be a natural growth of a relationship as very organic. She grew to appreciate the presence of Arlo and. You know, he he liked her and uh, it all worked out. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, so it's just very wholesome. There was nothing like like I said, the only thing about this movie that pissed me off was how mean the science fair judges were. But otherwise, everything was just like wholesome. And I mean, you know, there was some loopholes in the logic of like the curse and, you know, stuff involving the frog kind of weird world building like oh who can understand him and blah 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 but otherwise i didn't have any problems with it at all i thought it was mostly just a 
cute, wholesome movie. So I only think he would like really need to hold a grudge. Like I could see him being like, oh, wow, you really just use me. Like, what else is there? Like, was I even really using? No, no, not at all. There was nobody lied. Right. Everything was put out in the open. The relationship was established on the grounds that they would be science fair partners. And that was it. Question five. Susie had to believe in Arlo before she could help him keep his promise to Gus. How could you show friends you believe in them? Well, I don't know if that's a good lesson per se, because Gus is like, or Arlo is like, hey, so I've got this frog and he's under a magic spell and he can talk. Will you kiss him so he can turn back into a prince? Like, look, I'm sorry if one of my friends said that. My first reaction wouldn't be like, I believe in my friend. Especially, I'm going to go along with whatever he especially says. Especially here's the scenario, right? We got boy crushes on girl. Boy's embarrassed during their date because of his obsession with frogs. Boy asks girl to be part of the science fair, right? She goes along with it. She says, by the way, I used you to get a better grade. It's like, that's OK. Hey, my frog in our project that we were just talking he about is magical. He <laughs> talks, but and he'll turn into a human. Earth is flat. He, Isn't that hilarious? He'll turn into a prince if you kiss him. <laughs> like, this is the same conversation. Look, as a girl, like, I would be very creeped out. That's red flags. I'd be like, I am not talking to this weirdo anymore. Like, that would just seem like a revenge ploy. Like, you know, this girl, I'm, I'm play it cool. That I'm not going <laughs> to. I'm going to get her to kiss this frog, bro. It's like, you know, <laughs> I get it. Yeah. And I guess she used me for, for a better grade and nothing's going to happen out of this now. Kiss my fucking frog. <laughs> yeah, I trigger to kiss a fucking frog. I get that. I'd be like, ha you kiss my frog. Yeah, I fuck just you. look. Kids are evil. Yeah, they're evil and they want to fuck with you. And so, yeah, especially if they're in ninth grade. That's like, yeah, like peak. That's peak evil. That's is, peak immature boy, yeah. especially like as a 15 year old girl. If some boy in my class said that to me, I'd be like, no, absolutely not. I'm not going to be like, I believe in my friends. So, no, that's not a good lesson at all. I'm sorry. Yeah, no, not at all. It's that doesn't make no any sort of sense. Um, yeah. So the, all those discussion points are moot. They suck. That's that's that, though. That's that's the end of that for those discussion points. There's no more questions. I have questions. But what questions? Well, we've discussed, you know, can people can people hear Gus? Can people hear Gus? How did Gus get that job so fast? How did he get the job so fast? How did he get those clothes? Mm hmm. Did he kill a man? <laughs> he is Italian. He's got ties to the mafia. But I mean, legit, like. Did he materialize with a lounge suit on that doesn't make any sense how he, he didn't buy it because he doesn't have money he doesn't have <clears throat> he doesn't have money he has no concept of what money is used because he's 600 years fucking old right so he's 
also a fresh immigrant. He just came from Italy. So Gus has no concept of money. He's an Italian immigrant. And even if he had money, he doesn't know the currency exchange rate. He doesn't have American money. So. Where did he get this suit in a matter of time between turning to a human and then getting their congratulation dinner? That doesn't make any sense. That's that's within hours. Like, I'm 100 percent sure because he's wearing the same fucking outfit. Arlo is wearing the same outfit. Yeah, that's literally got to be like two hours tops. It's like top. Everyone, everyone claps. They give Arlo his fucking his, his statue. I'm assuming they took pictures and then they leave. And then, fuck, let's go have a celebratory dinner. Like, that's within the same time frame. However long it took for them to, like, say congratulations and them to leave and then to drive to the fucking restaurant. Gus climbed out of the pond, dried off, got an outfit and then got a job. He also knew exactly where they're going to be. Maybe it was like an open mic and like he just walked up on the stage and then they were like, so impressed by his singing that he gets hired that he got hired on the spot that's the most logical scenario we can come up with. Mm-hmm. <laughs> i mean we're forced to come up with this shit on our own because they don't tell us maybe they do tell us and maybe, <laughs> maybe, feature, was, maybe, and maybe feature films for families thought it was not okay and they cut it out maybe it was magical it's gotta be I think that like whenever magic is involved, sometimes movies use that as a crutch. It's like magic because fuck you. That's all you need to know. It's magic. Don't think about it anymore. That's all we really have as far as like logic to go with this movie. It's just magic. He's turned into it like the suit's magic too. the ma- the the lounge suit he's got. That's magic. <laughs> it's all magic. Was he a wizard? Or was he a prince? He was a prince. He was a prince and the witch wanted to kiss him, but he was like, no, nah, I'm not kissing you. So she turned him into a frog. He explains this in the movie, but it got cut out of the version that we saw. And the only reason I know this is because it was like on a fucking IMDb trivia page or something like that. <laughs> really? Yeah, That's serious. the trivia. Like a plot point is the trivia. Well, no. Um, there's like a little section that's like alternate versions. Oh, OK. That's and then it mentions the differences. Or it lists the differences. Yeah. Did you know trivia? Blah, blah, blah. Alternate versions. And then this is all of the stuff that they cut out. Cuts almost two minutes in seven small sections. These cuts are primarily concerned with references to astrology, witchcraft, and other non-Christian subjects, and some sexuality, although sexuality does not seem to be the primary focus. And then there's quotes of all the stuff that's cut out. Um, uh, Both times, both times, Gus's story of how he became a frog, first told by him to Arlo, then by Arlo to Susie, are severely shortened. The Wicked Witch who wanted a kiss from him, his refusal, and her turning him into a frog are all removed. So the story basically becomes that he used to be a prince and now he's a frog 600 years. (laughs) That's exactly what we saw. We were like, so he's just... 
He's just a fraud. I thought I missed something. Like, I mean, I, obviously I did, but I thought I missed, missed something. Like, my fault missed something. Like, I was like, write my notes. Nope. They just cut that out. Twice, apparently. Well, I don't think we have a whole lot more to say about this movie because at this point we are running longer than the entire movie is by almost twice. <laughs> yeah, this movie was it was fine. Not crazy about it. Do I want to watch it again? No. Do I want to watch the sequel full length? No. Um, I am interested to watch the Buttercream Gang because I would like to see what a feature films for families feature film is. Right. I would like to see what they come up with with their own studio, mm-hmm. with their own writers. Not what can we cut out of a already family friendly movie to make it more mm-hmm. traditional family. Right, because the movie doesn't explicitly state anything like on the nose, super traditional. It just happens to be a generally pretty wholesome made for TV kids movie. I mean, it was made by PBS and Disney like, you know, it's just by default pretty wholesome. But I assume that a movie that they made themselves would be much more on the nose about it. But we'll see. We will see. Eventually. At some point. I don't know how we're going to start choosing things. We have so many fucking tapes. You know what we should do? We should build a giant wheel and we should put all of our tapes on a wheel and then spin it and pick one at random. Wow. That'd be a really, really good premise for a show. (laughs) (laughs) We could get like another person. Yeah. I mean, we could watch multiple tapes in one sitting yeah and then we can pick which one we thought was the best right but these are all bad movies so they're all like so it's more like the best, best of, the, of worst. the worst oh right. my god genius absolutely genius. we gotta get started on this right now we gotta go we're getting started on that right now all right you guys um so follow us on instagram check out our youtube page for spicy memes uh visit our website follow us on facebook Email us at vhssaturdaypodcast at gmail.com if you have any suggestions yeah Shit, you can send us tapes, too. You got some weird tapes lying around? We got to get to work on this fucking wheel. So remember, until then, be be kind, kind, rewind. rewind.